Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Okay, who's enjoyed our conversations over January? Is anyone? Yeah, cool. They've been, they've been fun. I've had fun. The people up here have, that I've invited up here have been a little bit nervous. Um, so I appreciate your grace and your kindness uh, to them. If you haven't heard any of our interviews uh, since Christmas, so uh, Christmas Day we interviewed uh, Joan Green and John Laura Maher. Then we interviewed uh, Alana Finn who was singing here today. This is the first day Alana's been singing as part of our worship team. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's great to see multi-generations on our, on our worship team, everyone from Jared down to Tom. So um, <laughs> I'm glad some of you got it. Um, and then, uh, then we had Dennis and Pam May. We had a conversation with Dennis and Pam and a great story from Dennis and Pam as well. And last week we had uh, Michael and Carol Schneider. And they're all available on our podcast. If you haven't uh, heard them, you can go to our website or you can go to iTunes and look up Horsham Church of Christ and hear the power of testimony, uh, story and the nature that God is still writing people's story and the faithfulness of these stories uh, and what God is doing in these stories. This morning, uh, I'm really excited uh, and I ask that you would welcome uh, Hamish and Cass Roberts as they come to our platform. I'll give you the blue one, Cass. I'll give you the black one, Hamish. Have a seat. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Cass is really nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> so this is Hamish and Cass, everybody. Uh, some of you won't know Hamish and Cass. Uh, so we'll just jump straight into it. You feeling okay? Ready to go? All good? <laughs> Hamish is all chilled. It's great. It's great. All right. <laughs> All right, Cass, introduce yourself to us. I'm Cass. Um, I am a family violence counsellor with Grampians Community Health. Um, I grew up in the country on a farm with a family of non-believers. Um, however, I went to church every Christmas Eve, the property that we grew up on, um, there was a little church and we used to go every Christmas Eve. My parents didn't come. They would just drop us off at the door. Um, went to both very small um, primary and secondary schools. Um, there were six of us kids. It was a blended family, which was quite unusual for, mm. I guess, my time back then. Um, back then, you're so old. <laughs> You're so old, Cass. Yeah. <laughs> it was unusual for a small country yes, community yeah, to have a blended have. family. So yeah, sure. there were six of us kids and we didn't have a lot of money. Um, Dad was a farmhand, as I mentioned. Mum didn't work at all. Didn't have the most amazing childhood, but we made the best of it. Um, I was the only one to finish school. Oh, really? Yes. So where are you in the family? What are you I'm the set, well, yeah, we don't have all day for that. But no, okay. <laughs> no, we don't, yeah. No. So but, okay. I'm probably, I'm the second, okay. yep. well, the th in the middle, in yep. the middle-ish. Yep. Um, and then got into uni to do um, rural social welfare. Um, mum and dad didn't understand what uni was. 
had never sent any of the kids off to uni so I didn't really have a lot of support in that and I couldn't financially continue on with uni so I I um, had to finish up and started a job with EB Games. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, met a met someone um, and we were married very very young. Um, it didn't last. We sort of I think we got married because everyone in our friendship circle was getting married. Mm, mm. Um, I we then we separated. It was um, it wasn't a, a terrible. Um, divorce or anything um, but I sold everything that we had and bought myself a little $600 car and jumped on the GAN and went up to Darwin and then I was a bit lost after that sort of went from relationship to relationship job to job um, Darwin and then down the central coast um, in New South Wales um, I was really, really lost. I found myself at one point homeless. Um, I was estranged from my family for quite a while. Found myself homeless. I was living in my car and I had to join a gym so that I could have a shower. Um, then I met a guy who wasn't very nice to me. Um, we were only together for a short amount of time and I discovered that he had quite an issue with alcohol and drugs. Um, and then I soon discovered that I was pregnant with our eldest daughter, Marley. And the day he found out that I was pregnant, I became a victim of some pretty serious domestic violence. I decided right then and there that I was out and continued on with my job in Geelong, moved into Ballarat, into a little apartment in Ballarat by myself and worked two jobs to try and um, pay rent and get ready for the arrival of my baby girl. Um, I had to get an, a restraining order against um, Marley's biological father um, and I have not seen or heard from him since I was 12 weeks pregnant. Um, Marley knows everything. I haven't ever kept a secret about that from her. Um, and then I, yeah, I quit my job um, at 36 weeks pregnant with Marley and the next day I ended up having her. Oh, wow. So... Um, Timing's everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I moved to Maryborough to be close with um, family because I was by myself. Um, the through my pregnancy I was... Um, attending Ballarat Church of Christ so I had great support around me in that regard and they helped me a little bit financially as well um, and then I decided that I wanted to provide an awesome life for Marley and wanted to have every school holidays off with her so decided to study secondary PE teaching in Ballarat at Ballarat Uni got in and then that's where I met this lovely man so um, we met and um, we got along instantly and um, pretty much sort of moved in together after about sort of two weeks. Um, Hamish was actually, um, he owned a, a house here in Horsham. The bank owned it. Well, yeah. 
Um, and his mum and dad were renting his house so that he could go to uni. Um, Hamish gave up his shared house in um, Ballarat. We moved in together. And then after about two months, Hamish said that he wanted to, he didn't like the course that we were doing and wanted to move back to Horsham to do something else. Um, we both didn't have jobs, didn't have money. And I thought that was his way of breaking up with me. And, but then he said, I actually want you to move to Horsham with me. And I was, I was apprehensive, obviously, because I had a little girl. But we did it. And then um, we were together for about three months. And then the day we were moving all of my furniture back from Ballarat, I discovered that I was pregnant with Imi, our second child. And then everything just sort of felt... We had no money, we didn't have jobs, we, but everything sort of just fell into place. And, um, yeah, I was 25 weeks pregnant with Imi and we got engaged... And um, Imi came at 32 weeks. So we found ourselves struggling financially again and Hamish had just started a new job. And, and then we got married when Imi was about 10 months and then, yeah, along came Jonty a few years later and um, I decided um, a couple of years ago that I wanted to study counselling because that's where my passion is. And, yeah, here I am. There you go. I've just learnt two or three things that I didn't know about you before. Anyway, so you just said, I'm going to actually stop. Can we just, uh, I know Cass is really nervous about sharing that. We've just heard a lot of stuff. Can we just honour her and express our love to Cass for sharing her story? Thank you. Are you breathing yet? I am. Okay, you're right <laughs> Got now. that out of the way. Okay. Hamish. I first met Hamish on a footy field. Um, he probably beat me up or put an elbow. No, you didn't do any of that. So you were I'm a clean player, a very, I'd like to think. You are a very clean player and a very good footballer. But, uh, yep. So tell us about yourself, Hamish. Um, my story, so I'm born and bred Horsham. Um, I grew up in Haven. There was four of us kids in the family. We've got two older sisters and a younger brother. Um, my parents um, are still married. Had a very happy childhood, uh, a lot of love. Um, our family were not religious at all. I never attended church uh, at any point growing up. Um, yeah, there's not too much more to add to that. Um, I sort of, I'll go into this a bit further, but I have depression and I, I've had it my whole life um, and I knew I had it, I knew I had something as a kid or I was different because um, I wasn't I just knew that I wasn't feeling the same things that other people felt. Um, so that's sort of been a part of me as I, as I get, have gotten older. Um, and Cass has sort of helped me through that. I was only diagnosed officially about 18 months ago. Um, and that was through Cass's pushing me to do that. <laughs> to see someone. Um, I work at PFD Foods as a sales rep. Um, I'm heavily involved with the Harem Footy Club and... So work in football club and casting the kids, that's what fills my time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit, um, can we just unpack depression particularly? I think, was it with uh, Imi or with Jonty? Cass was in bed for four months. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that experience? Can so I hadn't been diagnosed or anything yet because I was sort of, 
Um, I knew I something wasn't quite right with me for years, but I never went and got a check because then I'd have to do something about it. Um, but yeah, Cass, with our third jaunty, um, we nearly lost her at about 20 weeks. Um, and from that point, Cass had to be on bed rest for the rest of her pregnancy. Um, so that was fine. It just meant that I had to work and then come home at about 8.30 each morning and, and get the kids ready for school, help Cass get organised for the day and then um, go back to work, come back at lunchtime, feed Cass. <laughs> sound like a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then go back to work and then get the kids from school and, and do all the... But basically I was, just, I was two parents for a, a period there. Um, but yeah, there were mornings where I would be out in the, the kitchen trying to get kids fed and whatnot and I'd just, it would overwhelm me a bit and I'd just um, break down in tears but I would pull myself together before I got back to the bedroom uh, to help Cass because didn't, she didn't need to see me like that while she was bedridden and, and probably pretty flat herself when you're in bed all day. Um, see, that was a tough time, one of a lot of tough times that we've been through but we got through it and Jonty is... Yeah, she brings a lot of a lot of joy to our lives, so it was worth it. Did you tell anyone about those experiences or not? Or was that just something you endured on your own? No, I definitely didn't tell anyone about that at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I was still in denial about yeah. depression at that point. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I guess a very Aussie, typical male. Um, I don't want to burden anyone else with my issues, so and I wouldn't, so just keep it to myself. Yeah. Has that made you particularly attuned to other guys around you, do you think? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the football club, I've become somewhat of a a counselling type figure because, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I I am in tune with, with guys yep. that are sort of going through something similar. Yeah. Yep. So you've told us a little bit about what fills your days and your weeks. You're PFD PFD salesman, uh, so you'll see him around wandering in cafes selling food. Um, Dad, football champion. Um, you're almost a life member at La Haram, aren't you? You, you, you? Yeah, I'm nearly uh, 300 games at La Haram, you're a life member. So yeah. I've got another 20 to go or something. Hopefully the body holds out for you. It'll hold out, we'll make yeah. it happen. <laughs> <laughs> what fills up your day, apart from being a mum? Um, yes, yeah, so. New puppies. You've actually yes, had eight puppies in we've the last got, yeah. yeah, we've got some Labrador puppies at home at the moment. What fills up your days? Um, yeah, just work. I work nine to five, Monday to Friday, as a counsellor with GCH. Um, love my job. Um, I have to say that because my boss is here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm also studying full time, um, finishing off my bachelor in counselling, which will be done this year, which is very exciting. So you lead a pretty quiet life then. <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> How do you study full time in the midst of being a mum and working full time? Hamish. Right. Yeah. He covers everything all the time. So. Yeah. 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 Which is very handy. How many years you've been married now? This is our seventh year? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's obviously really important. Yes. But, um, <laughs> 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 yeah, seven Funny years this year. Yep. You have, uh, like, 
just sitting here in, in the conversations that we have had, like partnership is a strong sense of who you are as a couple. Is that it? Can you tell us, like obviously we've heard a little bit about that, but would that be a fair summary? Like, oh, absolutely. We're best mates. We talk about everything, mm. absolutely everything. Um, we seem to just cop these challenges and we get through it. We, yeah. yeah, it's, I'm a little bit of a, I'm not sure if people have heard of fight and flight, but I'm a bit of a flight person. Right. So when, yep. when things get tough, I'm like, I'm out of here. Um, but Hamish just rolls his eyes. <laughs> um, but no, I think if we, yeah, we get through everything together. Yeah. It's, we, we never do anything alone. Yeah. Oh. So Hamish, you said earlier, and Cass, uh, your religious background, your church background was non-existent um, and minimal until uh, Ballarat. Uh, Hamish, your first experience of coming, what brought you along to the Horsham Church of Christ? Um, so Cass for a long time was wanting me to come to church um, and I resisted it, not for any particular reason, it just wasn't important to me, uh, religion or faith, because um, I just wasn't brought up with it and I didn't really think about it. Um, what brought me out here the first time um, was just curiosity. I was curious about this building. Mm -hmm. um, I was curious about you and your leadership style. Um, I had a vision in my head of what a, a church leader might look like and it didn't really line up with the competitive beast that you were on the <laughs> footy field. <laughs> so I was curious to see how you would handle things <laughs> up, in, up on the stage and whatnot. Um, but yeah, the first time I came out, I had no expectations. I just was here to soak up the atmosphere. Um, but I was blown away with how welcome I was made to feel and we were made to feel. Um, and the message that day just seemed to resonate with me, as it always just seems to. Um, and then we stuck around for a coffee afterwards. And just the man of people that came up and introduced themselves and just seemed to genuinely care about what we were telling them and who we were. Mm -hmm. um, it was a bit of a shock, I didn't expect that. <laughs> and I walked out of here um, feeling really good. Mm. Um, I kept coming back mm. because every time I come here, I feel I walk out that door feeling better than I, I did walking in. Yeah, wow. I think people don't, if you've been here a long time, you may not realise how special what you have here is. What brought you along the first time? Um, yeah, I'd been sort of searching for a church family, I guess, here in Horsham. Um, I'd been to a couple of other churches, but we were never, ever felt made to feel welcome. Um, and then I checked out this church out at the, old, at oh, the Lutheran yep. Hall, and I yep. thought, oh, that was kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah, I just started hmm. coming along. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, can you tell us, I know there's a lot about, but I want to just tell us about Christmas Day for you. Because I just want to pick up the like coming here kind yeah. of concept and tell us about Christmas Day. And so we, we didn't have puppies, our dog had puppies a few days before Christmas um, and it's our first crack at having a litter um, and we've probably been over caring for them. Um, there was 10 puppies and a few of them are very little and Cass and I... Um, we're helping keeping them alive, basically. So, and just, it's been a really massive year for us. 
um, very stressful, a lot of things going on. Um, and by Christmas Day, because we hadn't had a lot of sleep, Christmas Day we were just exhausted. Um, we were doing our best to put on a brave face for the kids because really Christmas is about them. Um, just at each other though, Christmas yeah, morning. Christmas morning at we each were. Other. And we, we didn't have any coffee either. Yeah, so. we, had, we had no coffee in the house. We've got coffee for you this afternoon. Yeah, so well, <laughs> this morning we had no milk. <laughs> Cass has almond, almond milk, milk, so she was right, but yeah. I couldn't drink it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Christmas morning we were really at each other. It was just a bad vibe in the house. Um, and we were, we were talking about coming out here Christmas Day, but we hadn't in our minds committed to it. And we're like, nah, we need to go out there. And we came out here and just that session just fixed us basically um, and reminded us of what Christmas is all about um, and we went home and enjoyed our, our Christmas day mm. um, until we had to go to the vet <laughs> later with the, <laughs> with the dog but um, but yeah I'm glad we came out if we hadn't come out we would have continued on that at each other type feeling all day yeah. which would have ruined Christmas. But I think the thing too is like it didn't necessarily change the circumstances, it changed your perspective, is that? Absolutely, yeah. 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 So like I said, like we said, we were just down in the dumps and it, we were just, yeah, feeling very uplifted and just catching up with everyone um, out in the foyer with a cuppa afterwards. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just a really good feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, Hamish, I think one of the, I want to, uh, go, yep. Um, you're still working out this faith thing you're not even really sure about it to be honest is that like tell us about what that's like in terms of you you still come out here community is important um you're working out who jesus is yeah is that a fair summary do you want like tell us a bit about that um for most of my life i never really thought about it much um until i started coming out here and, and cass and i started talking about it um, but I have a lot of questions about religion that were blocking me um, from growing my relationship with Jesus. Um, and I still have a lot of questions, things that don't, just don't make sense to me. Mm, mm. Um, but through conversations with Peter and Linda, yourself, Cass, I, I started to separate religion and faith. Yep. And since I've done that, I've come a long way. Wow, yeah. Um, I still, I, there's a lot of things about religion I just don't get. Yep. But faith makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, even growing up and before I met Cass and, and throughout my childhood and adulthood, I've always had a strong um, instinctive thing that there is something bigger than us. Mm, mm. But I've never really explored it. Um, but I've honestly felt that there's something there. There's a lot of phenomena in the world that would suggest that there is something bigger than what we can see with our eyes. Um, so that's what I'm exploring now. Yeah. What about your experience, Cass? Like you've talked about, you know, this drifting in and out of church and life and faith and these kind of big, you know, homelessness, abuse, children, marriage, out of marriage. How did, what does faith look like for you? And what's your relationship with Jesus look like? And how has he shaped you in the midst of all that? I still have a long way to go. Um, I actually, I was working in a cafe on the Central Coast, um, just near Gosford, 
um, in New South Wales and one of my friends who's still a really good friend of mine, um, he invited me to church um, one Sunday and it was the the first time I'd really sort of engaged with a church community Mm. and it scared the life out of me. Oh, really? Okay, right. Um, But I kept going and then a few weeks later, I was one of the girls... um, who was in the worship team at this church. Um, she was a hairdresser and she was actually rinsing my hair at the, the basin and that's when I prayed Jesus into my heart with wow. her. So wow. yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, and then I sort of, I drifted um, and hadn't really found a church home. Ballarat Church of Christ was huge for me. Um, I still have a long way to go. I was very much until very recently going down that track of if God is real, why does all this bad stuff still happen? Yeah, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Um, he doesn't actually make bad things happen to people. Um, and he doesn't say that it's, it's going to be an easy ride no. and it certainly hasn't been an no. easy ride. No, Um but the biggest thing probably for me um, was recently when Hamish was not in a good way and I wanted him desperately to come out to church one morning and, and he didn't. Um, and I just I broke down in church because Hamish was just really, really struggling and I opened up to quite a few people about Hamish's situation and he had been on medication and we had been to a really bad doctor. And um, he'd been on this huge dose of this antidepressant sleeping tablets. He was basically a zombie. And then um, we have met a really, really good doctor, a very supportive doctor, who just cut Hamish cold turkey off this antidepressant. And for for people who don't understand um, antidepressants, you have to wean yourself off an antidepressant. It's they liken it to coming off heroin. That's how strong these antidepressants can be. So Hamish was on one of the highest dosages this doctor had actually ever heard of and the symptoms of coming off this drug were likened to coming off heroin also in that the shakes, the dizziness, um, the nausea, the works. Like he was just an absolute mess. He was crying, he was having panic attacks. It was a nightmare. And these symptoms were supposed to last three to four weeks. And um, with prayer from all of you lovely people, um, they were gone after about three days. So, yeah, praise God. I'll, I'll add to that, yeah. So I was taken off this drug on knock on Tuesday. Um, the Wednesday and Thursday I wasn't too bad because um, it was still in my system. But the Friday I went down healing in a big, big way. Um, Saturday I was very sick. Sunday I didn't come out here because I was still very sick. But I visited the doctor on the, I think it was a Saturday morning, my mum took me and I said, this is just, you need to end this. How do I, how does this stop? And he said, basically, suck it up. Um, Which was fine, I was happy with that because I wanted to quickly get over it so I could move on. Um, And he, he felt that I was strong enough and had the support around me to get through that period. But yeah, I asked him, well, how long is it going to last? And he said, you've probably got another couple of weeks of this. And I was like, oh. Um, yeah, so I didn't come out to church on Sunday. I was too sick. Um, but then I woke up Monday morning, just 100%, totally fine. Um, and then came out here the following Sunday. 
And all these different people came up to me and, and, and told me they'd been praying for me, which to me was incredible that people I barely know or strangers would pray for me. Um, but then it dawned on me that maybe the fact I'd gone from very, very, very sick to completely healthy overnight may have had something to do with that. Is this kind of relationship, this connection with church, this seeking after Jesus, is this changing the way that you view yourself, the world, others, your marriage? How's this kind of journey shaping you now? Uh, for me, um, I've always been pretty headstrong. Um, you could say pig-headed at times. <laughs> Stubborn. And, and <laughs> but I guess this journey is teaching me that I am flawed and that's okay and that I'm loved anyway. Uh, I still have a lot to work on in yeah. that area, but yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Cass? What was the question again? <laughs> Can't remember. Just make up an answer. Um, no, what's, what's this relationship? What's this journey of following Jesus I and discovering Jesus? What's this I teaching honestly, about yourself? I've had this discussion with Hamish, um, even Caleb recently. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like we're being drawn into the church and I think that there is something huge coming up and I don't know what it is, but it's definitely teaching me patience, which yep. you would understand is very, very difficult for me. I'm yes. a very impatient person. I want things now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like we're being drawn into the church and I feel like there's something big coming and I, I don't know what it is, yeah. but I'm just sitting back and yep. waiting. So recognizing a whole lot of things not answered not resolved in that if someone is new sitting amongst us today exploring jesus wondering about if this jesus is real what would you say to them trust honestly just trust in it give it give it a go yeah yeah, yeah. um it, it can be scary yeah. but it's a journey um yeah i just honestly think trust in it and really just give it a go yeah well, this was me not long ago. So I would say um, just just come out and experience it. Be curious um, and enjoy the sense of community. Yeah. And if you don't like it, well, don't stress about it. But if you enjoy coming out here, then let it grow organically from there. Yep. Cause you're, and you've connected into a life group too, which has been really important for you too, hasn't we it? We have, so, yeah. yeah. With yeah. the help of Linda. Yeah. Um, we've got some great people around us and very, very supportive. And we've only had a couple of sessions with them, sure. but it's early days. Um, yep. And we just feel so comfortable with them, don't we? Yeah. That's great. And to the people, I think you've already said a little bit, but to people who've been doing this for a long time, part of church and faith for a long time, what would your encouragement be to that group of people? Um, just be very thankful what you're a part of it is really special um i've been involved with a lot of different groups not not religious groups um and the, the sense of community that you have here doesn't exist in in um, by default in in all groups um so be thankful and, and enjoy it yeah. i agree i as, as i've said i've been to a few churches in my time and i've never felt this welcome before and just the most beautiful genuine people and yeah be grateful for that i guess yeah is there anything else you wanted to add if i covered everything you i just want to make sure yeah i think we're all good yeah, yeah i think so you're all good yeah. all right thanks so much for thanks, uh, coming everyone. and being a part of the conversation would you uh express your love and blessings thank you, to thank you. good on you mate Ah.
Thank you. How good is that? God is still writing his story, yeah? Yeah, and if you're sitting here today not sure if God is still writing your story, he is. And I hope you've been encouraged through uh, Hamish and Cass uh, this morning as well. And to, to all of those who have shared their story and their testimony uh, over the last uh, six weeks, thank you. You've been a great blessing. Uh, you've been a great encouragement and a, and a great witness. Hey, um, so just as just we come to a close, um, uh, next week uh, we're going to continue with another story, slightly different. We're going to continue with a series called Sharing Our Stories. It comes, Sharing Our Story, it comes from a group called Australians Together. Um, and as our nation wrestles with uh, who we are and what it looks like to honour our heritage in all its fullness, uh, we've, we're going to watch a series of, uh, uh, or a series called Sharing Our Stories throughout this year. So four, four episodes throughout this year, uh, one next week on Australia Day, uh, and then a couple uh, over NAIDOC Week and Australian Reconciliation Week, and then later in the year, and this is a story about the, the indigenous people, uh, the European people who have come and, and take us, have taken this land uh, and the way we've been treated. And it's not to demean or put anyone down or it's simply to invite us into a deeper and richer conversation. I really struggle with this conversation about how to approach this over a couple of years. And this seems like a really good way to have an ongoing conversation. I, just, I don't want to do it as just a one-off four-week series. I want to do it over the course of the year. So hopefully that, um, that will spark uh, something and invite and help us to increase our awareness uh, about our history and how we can engage and at least be around and available for this ongoing conversation as our nation really does wrestle with it. Um, over uh, February and into March, I, I uh, have a challenge for us. I want us to uh, commit, because I know, you know, at the moment we're in holidays, there's a number of people away, there's a number of people thinking about long weekend, next weekend. You know, we, 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 we're here, 10am, we want to be committed, we want to uh, present the message in a way that's life-changing, uh, transforming, will awaken us to the promise of Jesus, that we exist as a community that can minister to people in small ways, in large ways. But over February and March, I really want to set a challenge to us, six-week challenge, be daring in our attendance. Don't let there be an excuse about not being here on a Sunday morning. If I know that we have full weeks. I know that we get tired. I know that it's hard when our kids are crying with us. And I bet you if you say yes these six weeks, those six weeks will be the hardest that you ever experience in your family, but will be the most rewarding and the most blessed because you make the decision to follow up. I know that you're working flat out. I know that it can be hard, Jacker, but I really believe we want to set a... a, a I guess, uh, a mindset and a culture that, you know, we want to be here blessing and encouraging each other. So from fe in February for six weeks, I've, I've got no prize for you, so I'm, I'm, but I believe that the reward will be a deeper faith, a stronger community and a greater revelation. So I'm laying that out there. Don't let tiredness be an excuse. Don't let busyness be an excuse. Six weeks... February, first Sunday in February, through to March, be here. Come with three questions if you like. What does God want to say to me? Who can I encourage? And what will I do with what I have heard and seen in the days following? Are you up for the dare? Let me read again uh, as we, uh, in Colossians chapter 1, I'm going to read from um, 
the message, and I just feel like it really captures Hamish and Cass's story and encourages us as well. We look at this and see the Son who cannot be seen. We look at this Son, and that is Jesus, and see God's original purpose in everything created, for everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, everything got started in Him and finds its purpose in Him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, he organises it and holds it together like a head does a body. He was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade, he is supreme in the end. From beginning to end, he's there, towering far above everything and everyone. So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, people and things, animals and atoms, get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies, all because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. You yourselves are a case study of what he does. At one time, you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance you got, but now... By giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together whole and holy in his presence. You don't walk away from a gift like that. You stay grounded and steady in that bond of trust, constantly tuned into the message, careful not to be distracted or diverted. There is no other message, just this one. Every creature under heaven gets this same message. You are loved. You are known. And friends, as our team comes up and leads us in our final song, do you know Jesus to be your cornerstone? Do you know Jesus to be your point of reference? Do you know Jesus to be the one who makes you whole and holy? The one who restores you and renews you? If you don't know that today, we want to invite you to make a public confession of faith. Just come out the front, have a chat with myself, or have a chat with uh, one of the team who will come and meet with you. Um, Linda will come and stand here any of the elders will come and stand with you maybe if you're nervous about coming to the front have the courage to talk to the person next to you and say yes I need to make that decision today maybe you need a miracle in your life maybe you just need prayer in your finances prayer in your marriage prayer in your relationship with children prayer in your workplace Hamish has spoken about miracles because people pray and it's not because the minister prayed it's because the people prayed What do you need in your life? What do you want to believe in your life? What vision do you have for your life that you cannot yet see, but you want to believe God is creating for you? That opportunity to respond as always as we sing our final song. Do you know Jesus to be your cornerstone, your hope, your rock, your salvation? What miracle do you need Jesus to bring in your life today? Thanks, team.